back, everyone, to episode two of the Cause for Joy. I can't believe we made it to episode two. They didn't cancel us. They didn't cancel us, and we didn't have any technical difficulties. Wow. Something's got to be coming our way now. I know, right? That's too many good things. It's a new Pentecost, right? Come on. But we just walked outside and saw the beautiful sunset. Oh, man, it's gorgeous tonight. Gorgeous. Because, you know, it was just raining a little while ago. But, uh, yeah, so how are you doing? Here we are talking about the weather, two people who hate small talk, but hey, (laughs) here we are. I must say, you know, I didn't realize you could beatbox until we recorded the little intro jingle for this. Yeah, you know, it was one of those uh, skills I picked up in high school. and That's pretty cool. I mean, I don't have anything. I try to beatbox. You know, when we were doing mic checks and stuff, I was trying to, like, go... Right, right, right. That's about the extent of my beatboxing right there. Well, I was I was trying to teach some kids one time because I was, I was beatboxing for them, and they, they wanted to learn how. And I said, the, the easiest way to do it is just say boots and cats really fast. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, okay, so, like, boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots. And they were just getting really excited. And then that's the beautiful thing about being a celibate priest is that I can just pump kids up, and then they're full of energy and, like, all these weird sound effects, and then I send them back to their families who then have to deal with them for the rest of the day. And so this, like, stream of kids just go running back to their parents, like, boots and cats and boots and cats. And I'm like, what have I done? What did you just do? (laughs) I thought you were learning about Jesus, not about beatboxing. Hey, you know, it it all ties in. It all comes together. I mean, it's a joyful song to the Lord, right? That's, it's, it's, uh... I guess you would say. That might be a little bit of a stretch, but, uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I just try to tell really bad jokes. Really like, bad jokes. Is well, I right? guess like dad jokes, you would say. Mm. I think they're very funny, yeah. but then I'll send them to my friends and they roll their eyes at me, mm. or they don't think they're funny, or I legitimately tell them to my dad and he was like, "Don't quit your day job." Do you do you have one of those said dad jokes handy? Oh, like, hmm. First one, well, I told you this earlier, was what do you do when astronauts are upset? What do you do, Emma? You give them space. Ah. But, um, bah. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah. Um, I'd be surprised if people are still listening to this episode. I know, right? I'm sorry. (laughs) They're like, we're done. These guys are lame. I know. Well, (laughs) and and there's another one, you know, what do you call a cow without any legs? Uh, Got me. I don't. Ground beef. Oh, okay. <laughs> there it is. Yep. Yeah, so you, you see, I, I tell these jokes all the time, and mm. they what? usually don't fly very far, like, you know, St. Cupertino or anything like that. Right, no, not not quite to those heights yet. But uh, I would say that ever since becoming a priest, my dad jokes have exponentially increased. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but, you know, like, I'm a spiritual father now, right? And so... Hence, I make spiritual dad jokes, I guess. Um, but it's it's really fun. And uh, it's, it's really fun when you can find people who laugh at your jokes, too. Um, because there's some people who try to keep you humble, and they, they don't laugh at your jokes. They're not entertained. But <laughs> you just hang around people who can, you know, laugh at your jokes and just kind of feed your ego in that way. And that's that's really the, the meaning of life right there. That's, right. that's the secret. Right. Yeah. Well, and I'm also one of those people that will cry when I laugh too hard. Uh, and so sometimes I will say something and it cracks me up, but it doesn't crack anybody else up. And so then I'm laughing at the fact that nobody else is laughing. And then it's just a vicious cycle. Right. 
you know, a couple nights ago. Actually, I was with uh, <laughs> I was with Stephen, and something was Shout said, out. and I was on the floor. I was like crippled. I was laughing so hard for probably five minutes. Wow, it was bad. So it's a good ab workout, though. Yeah, it's it my really workout is. of choice. Laughter. Yeah, I I appreciate it. So, anyways, I like I said, I don't really have any cool talents as far as beatboxing, but I mm. do try to tell jokes. My coworkers don't appreciate it at all, but that's too bad. They get over it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they get over it or if they just kindly nod and smile and then I walk away. Sure, sure. There's never a dull moment. That's the uh, the Christian charitable response to have, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so nice. anyways, we're back for episode two, and we figured that it would be nice to finally share just a little bit about us. You know, we, we did an introduction to the logo, to the name, to the meaning of this podcast, what we hope to achieve with it as far as just fellowship and sharing of testimonies and our love for Jesus, uh, also obviously asking for the intercession of our, our Blessed Mother, but then also, you know, I, I, I keep falling back to like Blessed Carlos Acutis and, and Blessed Pierre Giorgio Fersati, some of these really iconic people for young adults, uh, but also just like the upcoming age of technology kind of thing, you know. So, you, so. What, what was that? For, I know I've heard the first name before, but could you share a little about him? Is, is he the techie guy? Like, Yeah, blessed Carlos Zacutis. I'm, I'm not, yeah. I don't know a ton about him. I knew that he was buried. It was I think he was buried in his, like, jeans and a polo or something. He was something. recently canonized, right? That was, like, last year. It was very recent. He, well, I don't think he was fully canonized, but he oh, achieved just, blessed, I think. Okay, beatified. Or he was beatified. Or did, fact yeah. checker. Yeah. Okay, fact okay. checker nods fact approvingly. Thank you, fact yeah, checker. Yeah, so beatified. Blessed. I'm glad that you knew what I was trying to get at. Yeah, you know, words. <laughs> it's it's almost my bedtime, you know, and so... Fair enough. You know, that's... I haven't had enough coffee today. That'll do it. Actually, I need to cut back, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, like... I love coffee. Don't you love coffee? Well, yeah. Yes. I mean, who doesn't love coffee? Right. So... That can be an introduction to, like, who we are. So how do you take your coffee? This is the big question. How do you take your coffee? How do I take my coffee? I just have mine straight black. Um, I used to do, you know, you know Maxwell House or, or Folgers, but now I've, I've kind of upgraded. Yeah, I know. It, it's pretty Gross. disgusting looking back. I don't know how I survived. <laughs> Somehow miraculously pulled through. And so now, you know, I'll have something like uh, Caribou or Pete's or any of the nicer ones that are on sale. And, uh, yeah, I just have it black. I don't have a ton of coffee. I usually have one right when I wake up and then usually one in the afternoon as a little pick-me-up. But, yeah, I've, I've, I could never have, uh, you know, cream or sugar put it in. I, I just don't know what it is. I just can't have it. So I, I just uh, appreciate it black. Sure. Yeah, like my clerics. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah, clerics are pretty black. I also appreciate black coffee, hmm. but I like mine shaken and not stirred. Oh, uh, oh yeah, that's uh, sounds painful. Yeah, <laughs> I jokingly tell people that, and then they look at me like, "What?" I was like, "I just black, strong black coffee." Mm. Uh, but a couple of years ago, my doctor told me I should probably cut back on the caffeine intake. Okay, but here's the thing: I'm not necessarily addicted to the caffeine. I am addicted to the taste of coffee. Oh, okay. Which I do think there's a difference between decaf and regular coffee, like in the taste of it. I do think there's a taste, like a difference mm. in the taste. It could just be me like making it up, but that's where it's at. I also appreciate like the 
the communal aspect of it, right? Like going to a coffee shop or mm. having coffee with friends. Um, yeah, or, or like this could be just really weird. This is just my own thing. But like I went down to the Smoky Mountains to do some hiking, you know, a, a year ago or so. And like I just had to go to one of the Smoky Mountain National Park gift shops to get a Smoky Mountains mug so that I could get up in the morning, go out onto the back porch, look at these beautiful mountains and have in my hand this Smoky Mountains mug drinking this coffee. I mean, it's like, I don't know, like it all has to fit together. To it's a package deal. Moment. It's it's yeah. all about the experience, right? And like coffee sense. helps bring about that experience. Right. So, well, I would say that I I like to buy mugs wherever I go, but I'm a single person and I probably have 34 coffee mugs. Same. So I don't need any more. You don't need it. But, but do I want it? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Just like I just got this mug where this whole say the black, do the red. Oh, yes. This is my the inner liturgy nerd coming out in me. Yes. Say yes. the black, do the red. So for those of you who don't know, so in like the Roman Missal or Liturgy of the Hours or other rites books when it comes to uh, the sacrament of baptism or marriage or whatever, so the the black, whatever is written in black is what the presider would say. And then the instructions of what he does is written in red. And so that's where the whole saying, say the black, do the red, comes from. So You are absolutely correct. Your inner liturgy nerd is on full display. But hey, I love it. Own it. Oh, I do. 100%. Good. Good. I literally walk around the office with this mug and people think I'm crazy. And I don't <laughs> care. Just let them. That's it's fine. fine. It's fine. Jesus loves you. He does. He loves you too. Amen. Anyways. Now we'll jump into talking about us and just yes. a little bit about where we are from. Um, how did we end up here kind of thing. So, Father Kevin, I'll let you kind of dive in first. Okay, you know. diving in. So, grew up in, uh, it's kind of near Davis in Michigan, so it's, it's sort of uh, near the Flint area for those of you who are familiar with or Michigan for those geography. those who are not from Michigan. Right, which um, all of those other places are acceptable, except the one you happen to be from. But we'll hey. get to that momentarily. Wow. No, I, I, you know, it's it's just one of those Aye. things. So, okay. so near the Flint area, grew up. I have mom, dad. I have a younger sister. She's uh, four years younger than I am. Went to public schools my whole life, and actually started out going to college to uh, become a math teacher. I was I was thinking I wanted to become a high school math teacher, so. That was, uh, I really had a desire to teach, but I found out pretty quickly I don't have a desire to continue learning math. So I dropped out of a Calc 3 class one day and went down to the registrars and said I'd like to change my major. So changed it to psychology. I was thinking of going into counseling because uh, I wanted to, you know, try to help people in, in that way. And it was really like in my second and third year at college that I really began to grow a lot in my faith. I began to think about um, different ways that you know God could be calling me to serve Him and His people, and that's when I, I really started to think you know maybe priesthood is a possibility. So, so I entered seminary and uh, started out doing two years of college seminary out in St. Paul, Minnesota, at St. John Vianney Seminary, and then came to uh, Sacred Heart Major Seminary in Detroit, where I did the last four years of studies. And uh, praise God, I was just ordained a priest this past summer. And I've been uh, a place in a parish, and everything's been going 
really well. I've, I've really loved uh, working in the parish, and there's also a school that's connected to it. So right. I've loved uh, getting to spend time over there and, you know, having time with the kids in the cafeteria and at recess and, and just being able to be that uh, priestly presence, I suppose, and just feeding off of their joy. You know, we talk about joy, and it's like, man, mm-hmm. there's there's that childlike, innocent joy, you know, that you see as they're, you know, running around the playground without a cure in the world. It's just really beautiful, really refreshing uh, to be able to be a part of that. So that's that's like a in a nutshell kind of uh, where I've where I've been, where I'm from, and whatnot. Um, as far as you know, something like hobbies, I guess. Um, I do a little bit of golfing. I'm not super great at it, but good enough to where it's not super frustrating to go out. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you know, right in that uh, that happy medium there. Because so. I gotta tell you, watching golf for me is so boring. So, so it's boring. But here's the thing: is that you you go to mass on Sunday and you come back, you have a nice lunch at your home, and then you just put on golf on the TV and you take a nap on the couch. Like that's. That's a Sunday tradition. Sure. Going all the way back to my childhood, that's just, it, it just fits. You go to Mass, you have your lunch, you take a nap while golf's on TV. Because oh, all yeah. the commentators are pretty calm, you know, it's just these yeah. calm, smooth, soothing voices. And every once and, in a while you get a clap, you know. Right, like, right. Oh, just a little golf clap. Yeah, just, I'm like, okay, yeah. this is, mm. Yep. So I would hope that it might be more thrilling when you're out on the golf course. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't actually watch a whole lot of golf. It's more it's more playing. So I right. I enjoy doing that. I have a um, membership at the gym. I like staying fit, so I do some different workouts once in a while. I uh, like just to be outside and just in the beauty of nature, maybe going for a, a walk. I mentioned earlier going down to the Smoky Mountains. I've done that a few times, um, gone on hikes with some friends, and... Uh, I guess, as I mentioned earlier, too, just even just getting friends together and uh, having a cup of coffee and just having some good conversation like we're doing now. Um, I love reading. I'm always reading uh, mostly nonfiction, although I, I will sometimes read some fiction as well, particularly some of the classics. I'm always uh, reading something, you know, listening to s- different podcasts. So um, what if in your most recent books, what would you what's your probably the most like? uh What's your most favorite book, I guess you would say, the favorite book that you've read recently? So recently, so I'm right now I'm going through this book called Pustinia, which if my sister is listening Ooh. to this, she's going to be harassing me because I'm always into like these kind of obscure words or something. And, you know, so this like Pustinia is actually a Russian term, which means desert. And uh, this was written by, I think her name is uh, Catherine Doherty. I think she's a servant of God. So she's on her way to being canonized a saint. And uh, yeah, she, she, she comes from Russia and then she comes to the U.S. and she sees uh, just the, the difference in the spiritual life of the Russians that she's used to being with to then she comes to the U.S. and just kind of the, the emptiness of faith that she uh, discovers as, as she comes here and just the, the lack of real spiritual depth in a lot of Americans as opposed to uh, people from her uh, Russian, I guess, background and so what she advocates for is what she calls like a pustinia of the heart which is like a desert of the heart Um, so going into the deserts of our hearts in the silence in the solitude and discovering the trinity who dwells within us and then uh, being able to then bring that out into the world so that as we go about our daily tasks throughout our day um, we're cognizant of the fact that uh, the trinity is with us every step of the way and then she gives kind of some 
practical advice too, which I've started to take up in my own life of having something called a desert day. Mm. So like one day a month, you just go completely off the grid and uh, you just kind of take one day, 24 hours of silence, no phones, no busy work, just bring a Bible with you and just spend the day in silence, in solitude, in prayer. And uh, obviously not everyone can afford to do that with, with their different life circumstances. And it is kind of challenging. It is kind of intimidating if you've never done anything like that before. But uh, she has some really beautiful reflections from the amount of time she's been doing that. And I've really gleaned a lot of uh, beautiful insights from what she's written. So that's been really, uh, I think, spiritually nourishing for me recently. Sure. I listened to a, a podcast that's it's these two Byzantines. So it's a Byzantine priest and then it's uh, a Byzantine nun, sister. I don't know what they would, if that's what they call themselves. But yeah, I'm not sure. Anyways, they they go back and forth, and it's just a very beautiful dialogue, and they're always talking about the Pustinia. Mm. Yeah, they're always talking about it. And I just, I find it so beautiful that they take it so seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, how they, they take this time in the desert to really be with the Lord and to really just use that as a time of healing. You know, mm. inner healing, but then also just growing in that intimacy with the Lord. And uh, I'm reminded also, um, St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, she's a hidden gem of the church. If you've never read anything by St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, I highly encourage it. Uh, the theology of the Trinity is something I, I love. It's, it's mm. one of the things that I, I just, I could sit with for hours and meditate on. And so immediately, you know, St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, I was always drawn to her, but she talks about this inner dwelling of the Trinity and the, the fullness of the Trinity really being with inside of us and how do we sit with that, you know, and how do we, you know, it's not just the Holy Spirit, it's not just Jesus, it's not just the Father, but it's all three living and working with inside of us, you know, wanting mm-hmm. to bring us into that deeper intimacy. So I was just reminded of that as you were, as you were talking and sharing about that. So, right, uh, right. yeah. For sure. That's, that's, that's something that, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of passionate about too. So we might have to have an episode later on about, the Trinity and maybe specifically on how the Trinity dwells Done. within us. That'd Let's be, do it. Okay, we're, we're writing it Let's down, do folks. It. You're holding us to it. Yeah. And I guess one final thing I would say before I sign off is uh, a fun fact. So a fun fact, well, I don't know how fun this is. It's at least a fact. It's it's an interesting fact. Well, you can be the judge of whether or not it's fun. So I've, I've memorized 195 digits of pi. I would say... So, share it, but that's a lot. Right, yeah. Um, I can get to 3.14159. Right, and that's what most normal that's people about, do. Right. Yep. Um, so what inspired you to get up to 195? So like, it, pretty much it was a challenge. So I, I was in ninth grade um, math class. We were talking about pi, and something came up about how many digits there were and just how it's... Uh, so difficult to memorize a large amount of it. And basically it came down to my, my teacher betting me that I couldn't memorize 100 digits. So I had to prove him wrong. And on Pi Day, which is March 14th, 314, I had uh, nailed down 195 digits. And so I proved him wrong. It's still in my memory. I don't know how. I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, uh, but I can remember 195 digits, which is not useful in the least, but it's a it's a fact. Again, I don't know if it's a fun fact, but it's a fact. I mean, it's probably 
more interesting than my fun fact, but we'll get to that eventually. As I alluded to earlier, I'm from the great state of Ohio. That's, mm, I don't... Watch it. Okay. Watch it. Actually, all of my friends, at least up here in Michigan, poke fun at Ohio and they try to bring me down. I just ignore it. So, anyways, I bleed scarlet and gray. See, okay, how we're moving on. Anyways, um... Well, we are. Anyways, but I'm from the uh, the Canton, Ohio area, and uh, so if you've heard of Mother Angelica, that's where she is from. No way. Yeah, so she's from Canton, Ohio. I knew she ended up in Alabama. I didn't right, realize she was from Ohio. Yeah. yeah. So, like, Canton, Ohio is, like, holy ground. Right on. Right? Yeah. Sweet. So it was pretty cool. Um, and so I, I grew up there, went to the University of Findlay, which is where I... Got my undergrad degree and lived for a while, and then... Uh, What'd you get your degree in? So, my undergrad degree, if I remember correctly, it's a Bachelor of Science degree in Health Studies. Okay. But I did a pre-physical therapy emphasis, because I and at the time was going to be a physical therapist. And um, But I also majored in Religious Studies, but like a Biblical Studies emphasis. So I studied a lot of Scripture, a lot of the Old Testament prophets, Jesus and the Gospels, New Testaments... I took two semesters of biblical Hebrew, all of that jazz, right? And uh, hmm. so then I did one year in the doctoral program for physical therapy and realized, I really don't want to do this anymore. Hmm. I really don't want to do this. And so I dropped out of the program and uh, went and got my master's degree in theology from Franciscan University. Nice. And so, yeah, it was great. Loved my time studying, uh, studying from those just awesome professors, mm-hmm. just solid solid people there and then um, I work at a parish so yeah if you would have asked me you know eight nine years ago hey would you uh think you would be working for the church I would have been like huh no but we'll (laughs) save that for a different time but uh no it's it's a joy and so I uh that's my education background I have been toying around the idea of going and pursuing a doctorate degree uh but uh we'll see what happens with Hmm. that you know, so nice. in some sort of either liturgical or sacramental theology or like systematic theology or something like that. I mean, it so. sounded like biblical studies was kind of what was going on in your earlier years. Is that still a passion of yours or have you found different facets of studying still, the church? Sure. Teachings? It's still scripture is still one of my deepest loves. OK. Uh, just trying to broaden my horizons, you know, a little yeah, bit, yeah. you know, and go and maybe study something a little bit different. I, you know, I mentioned before I have a deep love for the liturgy. Mm-hmm. And deep love for the sacraments, uh, and how that has just weaved itself into my story in very powerful ways. And so there's always the thought of doing that, but then also just your general systematic theology as well. So I keep praying about it, and we allow the Lord to lead in that regard too. So sweet. That's my education background. I have one younger sister. Uh, she is five and a half years younger than I am. We are complete opposites. Okay. I am the introvert of the family. My sister is the extrovert. She is the one that uh, will walk into the room, and if you're not paying attention to her, she will be like, hey, look at me. I'm talking. She talks all the time. So imagine going on, you know, 10 or 12-hour road trips when you're growing up. Mm. Uh, I love her. If she ever listens <laughs> to this, she knows that I love her. She knows that I'm proud, mm. and she will own up to everything I just said. Uh, so, yeah, so I have that just one younger sister, and she lives... She still lives in Ohio, um, doing whatever she does on a daily basis. But love her to death, and my parents still live in the Canton area. So, 
some of the things that I enjoy doing. I enjoy being outdoors. So anything outside, hiking, camping, fishing, kayaking, disc golf. I play disc golf, not actual golf. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so love to go for walks or runs and uh, just to, to be with friends, to hang out and just build community and fellowship. I also love coffee shops. Mm. Like I'm always in search of those really cool coffee shops. I'm not a huge fan of the brand name coffee or like mm. your big corporate name coffees. Not a huge fan. I like finding those unique little coffee shops. Absolutely. So uh, it's that's something every every place I go, where's the coffee shop? And yeah. I usually will take my computer and that's where I sit and work for a few hours or I, I'll read a book. And so I also enjoy reading. Uh, I love to, to read and uh, I sometimes don't have enough time to read. You know, I feel like I'm always busy, but uh, I try to get through probably three or four books a month you know, and just to stay refreshed and uh, to continue to learn. Hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. Always, always learning, uh, but also not only intellectually, but also spiritually as well. So, so yeah, that's a little bit about, about me and where I came from. And Mm -hmm. by the grace of God, God called me to that state up north. Yes. That is a sure sign. It is from the good spirit. This is from the Lord. Okay. But the question is, is like, do you root for the blue and gold Michigan team or the green and white? Do I or are you referring to the you in the like do like does one or do does, I specifically? Yes. So growing up, I would have considered myself. I can't myself, even say the names. You know what I mean? I'll, like, I'll say it for you. Yeah. No, not a problem. <laughs> uh, so growing up, I would have considered myself a Michigan fan. I had a Michigan comforter on my bed. My room was literally painted blue and gold. Um, even though I had no idea about the school, I just, you know, you have to pick a side. And so I just picked a side. I think it was because my older cousin whom I looked up to was a Michigan fan. So I was like, well, yeah, the cool people root for Michigan. So I just rooted for Michigan. But, you know, honestly, ever since uh, I got into college and then into seminary, like I've been following sports less and less. So if, if either Michigan team makes it to like a a championship or final four or something, I'll, I'll root for them. But I, growing up, I was definitely more of the U of M fan. Oh. I guess, I guess we can still say friends, mm, but appreciate it. I will always cheer for the scarlet and gray. Kind of runs through my veins a little bit, mm. but yeah, the good Lord called me here, and so I'm here, and I'm happy to be here. We're really glad you're here. It's I'm happy to be here, and uh, just to see what the Lord has done in so many different ways. It's been beautiful, mm-hmm. so beautiful. So That's awesome. yeah, cool. Good. Well, that's uh, we just wanted to share a little bit about who we are. Well, before so, we get any further, I got to share a fun fact, but oh, you yeah, haven't shared right. anything fun. Ooh, ooh. What's a fact that is fun so, about you? I actually, oh, I have two, and I can't really decide. So okay. the, so I'm going to share both of them, and Please. then you can decide which one. Okay. Is. I was trying to get off the hook with this, but here we go. Nope. Uh, so the summer after my senior year of high school, I actually worked at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. No way. Well, because the Pro Football Hall of Fame's in Canton, Ohio, right? So, see, Ohio is great, okay? Pro Football Hall of Fame is in Canton. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland. That's, yeah. There's the Basilica of Our Lady of Consolation in Cary, Ohio, not to mention Rosary Cathedral in Toledo. And we have Cedar Point. Okay, okay. No, and I mean, the Air are, Force Museum or the Air, Air Museum or so in Dayton. Air and Space something. It's in Dayton. Yeah. yeah. We also fact have, checker, you want to get on that and, uh, and check that fact? No, you don't. There's also Touchdown Jesus. What are we Jesus. paying you for? 
<laughs> We're not paying him anything. Right, exactly. He he knows. Free pizza. Uh, free pizza, right. But there's touchdown Jesus also on 75 going south between Dayton oh, and Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He caught fire several years ago, and then they had to rebuild him. But uh, yeah. it was like touchdown Jesus. Sure. There's a weird song about him. So, so question was... about your time in Pro Football Hall of Fame. Were yeah. you ever there when it was either an NFL player or like some celebrity was touring the grounds and like you were actually there and yeah. present okay so to answer your question dan marino was from me to you away really yeah uh so there's the enshrinement weekend which is the first weekend in august every year okay. so that's when they have the enshrinement festival and stuff it's the entire weekend where all these hall of famers come you know and just uh a ton of people like flood canton and it's one of those times where it's if you live in canton or the nearby areas you leave ah. <laughs> you just because it's, it's chaos, right? Okay. Uh, but that, that summer, yeah, I think I wrote down every single former NFL player that I met. Wow. Whether they were in the, the Hall of Fame or not, and it ranked up in the 80s. So, wow. yeah, it was pretty cool. That is very cool. cool. I was on the field, on the field, during the Hall of Fame game. Really? So, yeah, it was pretty cool. That would be. Pretty wow. cool. But my second fun fact, too, is... Uh, so I've spent a couple of of months in, in Peru living there, working as a missionary, uh, but I also have been to Belize in the Dominican Republic twice. And actually, one of the times when I was in the Dominican Republic, I swung from a vine across a little creek that uh, we were climbing down this giant mountain. And to get across, you know, we all just like swung from this vine. It was just, it was this little tiny creek. It wasn't anything, you know, big, mm-hmm. uh, but we ended up having to walk out like through the water to get like out of the mountain but it was fun to just say like yeah i swung from a vine in the dominican republic that's awesome so i was gonna say that's like tarzan but what it would be like jane probably probably yeah tarzan series yeah i think there were some of us that made those noises oh for sure you have to yeah Yeah. it was cool it was cool i would go do it again that's awesome i love that all right now, there you got my fun facts out of me. Yeah, that was fun. I'm glad you shared those yeah, facts. They were absolutely. fun indeed. Well, we'll get to know more about each other as we go forth, you know. And But something that we are going to do at the end of every episode from here on out is to share uh, like a one joy that we've experienced from the week. Uh, just something that really brought us a lot of joy and uh, that we were reminded of the ultimate joy that comes uh, through Jesus, which we'll talk about actually in the next episode. Oh, you know? boy. So... So I don't know if you have any thoughts or ideas of where your one joy is for the week. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd go back to what I mentioned earlier about uh, getting to spend time with the kids over at the school. And it, it's just been a, a joy for me to, to see the kids, again, as I mentioned, kind of in that childlike, innocent joy um, before I get to see them, you know, throwing temper tantrums and you see the other side of them. But, like, I get to see, you know, the really... Sure excited and joyful side and and, and like especially as a priest like the kids will come up to me and they'll have all these questions and so they'll they'll ask all these deep questions about God and about you know why did you want to become a priest and all these like really beautiful just like existentially awesome deep questions and then one time I was at lunch this past week and uh, this kid came up to me and he goes father I have a question I go yeah and he goes what sound do turtles make and I was like, I, I don't know, man. And he goes, I've asked all my teachers, and none of them know what sounds turtles make. Like, <laughs> how do they communicate? And so, like, this this kid was on the verge of a crisis. I was like, buddy, like, take it easy, you know. But uh, I don't know, just, like, seeing those interactions and just uh, being able to uh, come in and just 
uh, kind of rile them up and just, just seeing their joy has given me a lot of joy. So mm-hmm. that's, that would be my one joy for this week. Sure. Uh, I would have to say my one joy, honestly, is here's my liturgy nerd coming out again, is the liturgical life of the church. Mm. You know, uh, we celebrated recently the, the exaltation of the Holy Cross and our, la- the, um, our Lady, our Lady of, Sorrows. of Sorrows. And just we've celebrated some really beautiful feast days mm. and just the, the natural rhythm of the church. It just brings me a lot of joy. And uh, so I would say that's probably like my one joy, just... Uh, just embracing the church in all her beauty. It was just recently. It's just been a reminder of, yeah, this is this is real, you know. It's awesome. So, cool. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Well, we encourage you to think about what is the one thing that uh, has really brought you a lot of joy over the past week. And every every week, we will be sharing uh, something that really has brought us joy, or potentially multiple things. Depends on if we can make up our mind or not. But uh, until we come again to the microphone and headphones and all of that jazz of recording coffee. more coffee, coffee. more coffee I'm, I'm to water now yes we should probably yeah hydrate Stay hydrated. yeah hydrate so but anyways we wish you well know that we're praying for you and we will see you next time on Cause for Joy God bless you.